Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What you need to understand is that Dr. Fauci created COVID-19 inside the Wuhan lab out of WMD's Hillary's emails and Obama's real birth certificate. They pulled Dr. Fauci off the Jewish space laser project, which he was designing on Hunter Biden's laptop before Obama comes to take my guns. This was all paid for with Soros cash. And that's why Obama banned real light bulbs and the Clinton Foundation vaccine microchip gave us all windmill cancer. But the Benghazi stand-down order caused Biden to ban hamburgers, and that's why we Fox viewers won't get the vaccine, even though Trump made it with his own hands. And that's how you own the libs. Let's begin. Welcome back to the return of Sanity Cast. I'm John Fuglesang. This is the helpful little podcast that believes depression is a disease, negativity is a habit, sanity is the opposite of Hannity, and if we're all in this together, then complacency and despondency are privilege. This is the summer of COVID, summer of climate, the summer of Congress, and the summer of Cuomo. It's a time when we say police brutality is a problem. They say the protests are a problem. We say the pandemic is a problem. They say the lockdowns are a problem. We say poverty is a problem. They say crime's the problem. We say unwanted pregnancies are the problem. They say abortion's the problem. We are here for the solutions. At a time when Ron DeSantis is standing firm against liberal laws banning children from smoking in bed, Oh, this guy. I know we should be talking about Cuomo. It's it's the summer of shitty governors, I know. But I just want to say Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott remind you that it's undocumented people, not unvaccinated people. And that's why their states have record high COVID-19 hospitalizations. The unvaccinated people are in the hospital because of the undocumented people, not because they're unvaccinated and they will allow school kids to wear masks over your dead body and your dead body and your dead body. This is a time when we witness people freaking out on Frontier Airlines 
and trust fund babies having fits, grabbing women and have to be duct taped. Do you see that video? They had to duct tape this 22 year old brat to his seat. And since this was Frontier Airlines, you know, they already had lots of duct tape on board in case the plane broke. Anyway, here's the deal. Governor Cuomo just announced he's resigning, uh, which is actually a shock to people who've been following this very closely, because we all wondered how deeply would he go down with the ship? I I thought the only options for Cuomo either resign right now or change his party affiliation to Republican and then just run on the misogyny because what he did, what he did. And let me tell you, folks, uh, in, in, in parts of Louisiana and Arkansas, you can run on that shit and win. But this episode is dedicated to all of last year's Cuomo sexuals who are now seeking Cuomo sexual conversion therapy uh, on this episode, uh, an update on a few things, uh, the Ten Commandments of right wing Jesus and why the media kind of needs to cool it with all the stories about breakthrough COVID infections. As of now, however, as you guys know, at least 35, uh, 36 point. Five nine million Americans have tested positive for COVID-19. As of this recording, over 633,000 Americans have died. Over 29.8 million diagnosed Americans have recovered. Um, this is this is what happens when you have this many people who reject the science. The people who are selling us herd immunity last year are literally the reason we won't reach herd immunity this year. The average number of new coronavirus cases in the states has increased ninefold since the beginning of July. And the hospitalizations are at their highest rate right now since January. 38 states are now at the CDC's highest threat level, uh, with community transmission solidly in the red zone. The 12 remaining states are in the second highest threat level. It's not good. And the pediatric hospitals around the country are filling with young COVID patients. Uh, Schools are opening and there's a new surge in infections driven by the Delta variant. Children's hospitals in Tennessee will be completely filled by the end of this week. And the number of kids admitted to hospitals in Florida was more than four times the number that were admitted to hospitals in Florida last month. And yet they're still banning mask mandates. They're still pulling vaccine clinics out of high schools. They're still declaring public health measures to be more dangerous than the actual virus. Now, why? Why would they do this at a time when the Delta variant is so scary and infections caused by the Lambda variant first discovered in Peru are emerging? Over a thousand cases across several states have been identified already of the Lambda variant, and it's not yet a variant of concern, which sounds like a character from Loki, but there's evidence that it could evade current vaccines. So why would they do it? Why are the Republicans trying to kill off their voters and kill off their viewers? Uh, Obviously, because they don't need them. They don't need them. They have found a way to no longer have to cheat in elections. They can just throw out elections in counties they don't like. That's the evil of what Georgia's doing, of what Texas is doing, of what Florida's trying to do, that if the Republican-dominated state legislatures don't like the results of certain counties, they can just throw them out. (laughs) They've elevated cheating to a whole new art form, and it's scary. And that's why they are willing to sacrifice so many. That's what fascists do. They are willing to sacrifice your life for their power. According to the latest 
global vaccines, COVID survivors who who do get the vaccine, who don't get the vaccine, I'm sorry, COVID, if you've had COVID and you still don't get the vaccine, like Rand Paul, you're twice as likely to get reinfected and you're still susceptible to all the emerging variants. Now, worldwide, over 203 million people have been diagnosed with this virus. Over 4.31 million have died from the infection. And in reality, it's probably at least a million deaths higher. Over 183 million diagnosed people have now recovered. Um, right now, only 15.5% of the world population is fully vaccinated. Roughly 30% have received one dose. What does that mean? I sound like Andrew Cuomo. Now, what am I saying here? This means that until nearly everyone in 200 plus countries are vaccinated against COVID-19, this virus will continue to mutate. This virus will continue to spread. We need herd immunity for the world before we're safe here. Canada has reopened their border with the U.S., but only to vaccinated people who can show proof of vaccinations. France is now requiring people show a QR code proving that they have a special virus pass before they enter restaurants and cafes or can travel around the country. That's part of a government's plan to encourage vaccination. And it's smart. Here in America, we're a free country. I don't know how you can mandate vaccinations. This is one of those areas where the private sector has to lead, where private businesses, again, looking out for their own greed, have to have their own vaccine mandates. Delta is now mandating all their employees be vaccinated. This is what it's going to be. I mean, think about it, friends. The fear of death wasn't enough to get people to wear seatbelts. You had to have the fear of tickets. Uh, the fear of lung cancer wasn't enough to make people quit smoking. You had to ban it indoors. We are a species of primate that learn very, very slowly. I mean, look at Tokyo. I hope you watch the Olympics. Tokyo broke their record for new COVID-19 cases during the pandemic. Germany, France, Israel, and the UK are all going ahead with plans to start administering COVID-19 booster shots probably around September, even though the World Health Organization is asking not to, so poorer countries can have enough shots to at least have a baseline vaccination of their populations first. And it's interesting because Americans are blaming this on a lot of different things. You know, overwhelmingly, they're blaming the unvaccinated for the upsurge in cases and hospitalizations as the Delta variant sweeps across our country. That's according to the most recent Axios-Ipsos poll. Overall, 58% of respondents blame unvaccinated adults for the new COVID wave. 32% blame people from other countries traveling to the U.S. And 28% blame Donald Trump. But Axios and Ipsos then split their results apart and divided it by the vaccinated and unvaccinated people. And things got a little weird. Uh, once they did that, nearly 80% of vaccinated respondents blamed unvaccinated people for the COVID-19 wave, as did 10% of unvaccinated people. Uh, Trump was blamed by 36% of vaccinated people and only blamed by 11% of unvaccinated people. The unvaccinated people were more prone to blame foreign visitors, 37%. Uh, unvaccinated folks blame the mainstream media for the spread of COVID, 27%. Uh, Americans traveling abroad, 23%. And let's hear it, 21% of the unvaccinated blame Joe Biden for the spread of the Delta variant. Folks, <laughs> I, I, I just, I think, I think the most deadly airborne virus 
is still stupidity. The health experts noted the findings showed a real strange gap, a surreal gap between the views of vaccinated people and unvaccinated people. And what this really shows is how hard it's going to be to ever reach herd immunity. We got a special kind of stupid in this country. And the results showed new evidence that mandates could make a difference because they asked unvaccinated people, what would make you finally get a vaccine? Only one in three said a requirement from my boss would work. But that was still the highest response among a series of hypothetical incentives. They said, get a raise, get a bonus if you get a shot, get paid time off, be required to show vaccination to attend an event. Those didn't do too well. But when they said, if your boss required you to do it, one out of three said they would do it. Two out of three. Well, here's the deal, folks. Um, If you don't believe in getting a vaccination to help save the lives of your fellow Americans, please don't tell me you're pro-life. And if you don't want to believe the science of climate change, then don't tell us you claim to care about the unborn. One little bit of good news here. Um, it seems like the wall of bullshit around Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is finally waning. Uh, he's finally seen his approval ratings plunge. It took a lot of dead people in his state. A new poll shows 44 percent of Florida voters somewhat approve of their outspoken governor. That's down double digits from May when he had 55 percent approval. Right now, 49 percent of Floridians disapprove of DeSantis's job performance. He's particularly popular, unpopular among young people. And of course, he's been one of the worst contrarians about public health in America, uh, threatening to cut state funding for schools that require mask mask wearing. Like that might play well for the crowd of Tuckerites, but that's not popular with people in Florida. This new poll found that 62% of Floridians do want face masks in school. And hey, more fun polling news. Uh, Ron DeSantis just fell behind Charlie Crist in the new poll. Um, The survey found that 45% of voters said they would vote for Charlie Crist, who was their previous governor way back in the old times from 2007 to 2011. Only 44% said they would back Ron DeSantis side. 11% say they are still undecided. And I'm a big fan of Nikki Freed in that state. So let's get to it. Coming up next, the Ten Commandments of Right-Wing Jesus. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. So as some of you know, I have a curiously Catholic background. My parents were both members of the clergy. My dad was a Franciscan brother. My mom was a a nun for 16 years. Um, You know, it's why I became a comedian, because I can never afford the therapy I require. And I like to say that there's one thing I've learned. Uh, Jesus is like Elvis. I love the guy. The fan clubs scare me. See, uh, uh, the Bible is a lot like the Mueller report. It's impossible to still support Donald Trump if you've ever read the second part of it. But fundamentalists, right-wing Christians, they love to worship Jesus as a god because that's a lot easier than following his inconveniently progressive teachings. You know, we're in a time when these Christians believe that the talking snake was literal fact but love your enemies was just Jesus being all metaphorical and shit. 
we're at a time when bless your heart means fuck you. Now, I've been picketed by Westboro Baptist Church. And over the years, I've gotten to debate so many fundamentalists about what the Bible actually says. I debated Jerry Falwell on Bill Maher, and I've been blocked on Twitter by his loathsome son. But as you guys know, if you listen to this, I think one of the best ways to push back against these frauds and charlatans and revoltingly fake Christians is to thump Bible thumpers with the Bible. A lot of people ask me all the time, how could how could real followers of Jesus ever go for comb over Caligula? Well, it's a simple answer. They're not real followers of Jesus, okay? They're followers of Trump. Their Messiah is still a bloated, racist, landlord reality show clown from Queens. They're not Christians. They are grab them by the pussy evangelicals. So please sit back and let me briefly explain the top 10 commandments of right-wing Jesus. Number 10, thou shalt pretend the Bible is against abortion. Right. That's that's the crown jewel in their kingdom. Bibles against abortion. And we have a whole generation of people who call themselves Christian when their real religion is criminalizing abortion rights and trying to put women in jail. Right. That's what they're working on. They're never going to end abortion. They'll just end the safe and legal and regulated kinds. They're all fighting to put women in jail. Now, um, again, this is in spite of what the Bible says, because the Bible's not against abortion. Let me say this again. Are you in the back? The Bible is not against abortion. Jesus's religion, which was and is Judaism, that's what he was when he died, does not have these hangups against abortion. Abortions are legal in Israel. Abortions are free in Israel. In the Bible, God says that life begins with first breath in Genesis. God states a woman has more value over a fetus in Exodus. Yeah, he does. He says if guys are fighting and a pregnant woman is struck and the baby dies, they pay a fine. But if the woman dies, the men pay with their lives. Pretty black and white there. Uh, God gives rather gruesome specific abortion tips for unfaithful pregnant wives in the book of Numbers chapter 5. One time God drowned every fetus on earth just because he felt like it and their moms too with a flood. Oh, and by the way, if you still think that God really, really cares about the sanctity of life of children, let me tell you about Passover. But see, abortion wins elections. It's a magical Hogwarts spell. America is where followers of Jesus vote against everything Jesus ever talked about because of abortion, which Jesus never talked about. Number nine, thou shalt ignore Jesus on the death penalty. Yeah, this, now when you tell your right-wing racist loved one that the Bible's not against abortion, they'll get really angry with you. Then tell them Jesus was against killing the sinner. Oh, that'll infuriate them because they love themselves to kill the sinners. Those pro-lifers, they'll fucking kill you. Those pro-lifers love to prove that um, they're pro some life and that not all life is sacred when it comes to the death penalty. Don't forget, Donald Trump carried out more federal executions than any other president in the last 100 years. Jesus, however, overturns eye for an eye in his first ever gig, Sermon on the Mount. His first show, he overturns the death penalty. He stopped an execution. He said only sinless people can carry them out. He said, you've got to forgive the people who hurt you 70 times seven. I mean, he didn't say forgive us our trespasses as we lethally inject those who trespass against us. And remember, if there was no death penalty, friends, Jesus might still be here. Number eight, Thou shalt pretend Jesus hates immigrants as much as you do. There are no laws about borders or immigration 
anywhere in the Bible. Let's say it again for your racist loved ones. There are no laws about borders or immigration anywhere in the Bible. Those people at our southern border that your uncle racist calls illegals, I call them Christian refugees. Yeah, we, you should too. The Christian refugees seeking asylum at our southern border. Because in Matthew 25, Jesus says it, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. If you really believe that God cares about the invisible lines we drew in the sand to separate our tribes, then go ahead and try and find proof of it in the Bible. Now, am I calling for open borders? No, I'm not. But Jesus does. Jesus thinks that all of Christianity is a sanctuary city. And don't forget, in Matthew chapter 2, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph escape Herod by hiding out for years in Egypt, which means your Lord and Savior grew up an undocumented teen. Number seven, thou shalt pretend Jesus hates LGBT people as much as you. I could talk about this all day. The homophobes are still out there. I can't make this wedding cake because it goes against my religious values. The Religious Freedom Act that Mike Pence pushed is the same lie. Religious freedom has now become a code for I should be able to hate people I believe Jesus hates too. Except Jesus doesn't hate gay people. Jesus commands you to love them. He never directly mentions gay people. He kind of does, but that's a whole other conversation I'll save for another podcast if you're bored enough. He is pretty specific about how we should treat others. Likewise, St. Paul, he doesn't really talk about gay people either. It's a lot of things with the translations. Uh, but fundamentalists tend to go by Leviticus, where God says, ye shall not lie with a man as with a man. That is an abomination. It says nothing about one guy on all fours or one guy leaning against a men's room stall while a Republican senator plays lookout. But here's the deal. Um, Leviticus isn't Jesus. And Leviticus demands the death penalty for men with men. So uh, let's see you homophobes try and stone to death the gay brothers. Because I got news for you, homophobes. The gay guys have been working out. Okay, they're ready for you. Have you seen the 300? Oh my God, that was some, those were some dangerous looking gay men. And don't tell me that wasn't a gay classic, that movie. That movie was so gay, I came out to my parents after I watched it. I, I bought lube on the way home after seeing that movie. Oh, and by the way, if your loved ones are still clinging to Leviticus to prove that Jesus hates gays, remind them Leviticus demands the death penalty for adultery. I'll let them work that out themselves with Mr. Trump. Number six. Thou shalt believe all that prosperity gospel bullshit. Look, nothing against Joel Osteen, but uh, this whole notion uh, of God wants you to be rich is great as long as you don't go by what's in the actual Bible, okay? Christians, you're in that club. Jesus said to pay your taxes. Jesus said to give away all your stuff. Jesus said rich people can't get to heaven. Jesus was obviously paid to be a crisis actor by George Soros. Number five, thou shalt not let your taxes pay for some lazy poor person's health care. Oh no, prayer against care, right? That's what it's all about. That's what Obamacare was all about. We can't have that ungodly socialism here. Except in Matthew 25, Jesus commands individuals and nations to care for the sick. Those were his marching orders. He says in the parable of the goats and the sheep, the son of man will be at the father's right hand and he will gather the individuals and nations to give out his orders. And his orders are be kind to the poor, take care of the sick and be kind to people in prison. Okay, sorry, but this is why so many hospitals are named after saints. They were doing the will of Jesus. 
which wasn't screaming shit at women outside clinics, okay? And by the way, Obamacare was not a blueprint for socialism. You're thinking of the New Testament. Number four, thou shalt bear false witness. Obama wasn't really born here. Trump had the largest inaugural crowd in history. The 2020 election was stolen. Pick a lie and run with it. Number three, thou shalt crap on the marginalized. Okay, here's one for the atheists. Whether you believe that Jesus was real or fictional or a myth or an historical figure or an ancient mystic faith healer that was executed by the state, uh, the deal is Jesus stood up for the people who were the most marginalized. Lepers, prostitutes, the poorest of the poor, despised foreign minorities like Samaritans, even the tax collectors, whoever was being hated, that's who Jesus stood with. Look at the Trump-Pence Christians of our day, the modern Republican Christians. Their entire message is to shit on these people, to denigrate the marginalized, like refugees at our border like poor people on SNAP benefits, like trans kids who want to use a bathroom they feel comfortable with, like trans soldiers who want to serve this country, like the asylum seekers at our border. Folks, these people can be as hateful as they want, but we have to call them out because they are not Christians. They're insane. And they're not just insane. They're no room at the insane. Number two, uh, thou shalt pretend America is a Christian nation. I mean, really. You know, I, I like how the people who say government has no responsibility to help the poor are the same ones who say America is a Christian nation. This Christian nation was built on the backs of slavery and ethnic cleansing of indigenous people. <laughs> Dudes, we got a long way to go. I'll believe we're a Christian nation when we vote to help the poor and let private businesses uh, have fundraisers to take care of themselves. And finally, number one, uh, the top commandment of right-wing Jesus, thou shalt ignore everything Jesus actually taught. Even if you're an atheist, you owe it to yourself to know enough to call out these frauds because they use the Bible as spiritual camouflage. Jesus was a peaceful, radical reformer who never spoke English, was not an American citizen, was anti-public prayer, anti-death penalty. Uh, he was a brown-skinned, homeless, Middle Eastern, unarmed, anti-slut-shaming, community-organizing Palestinian Jew. But that's only if you believe what's actually in the Bible. These people are frauds. They need to be called out. See, I'm not afraid of the people who hijack airplanes. I'm afraid of the people who hijack Christianity. And the only thing Donald Trump and Jesus have in common are that they both uh, hang out with hookers and they both use ghostwriters. So let's close with a prayer. Our ruler, who art in Florida, branded be thy name. Thy wisdom, none. Thy grift, be done. From obstruction to insurrection. Give us our bigly COVID spread and forgive us our trespasses as we stand our ground against and lethally inject those who trespass against us and lead us not into empathy, but deliver us from feminists. Yea, men. By the way, please listen to our show every night on Sirius XM, 9 p.m. till midnight Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific. It's called Tell Me Everything. We have a lot of fun. It's a good mix of uh, celebrities and comedians and journalists and authors and historians. And of course, 
you are listeners. Even if you don't subscribe to SiriusXM, you're welcome to call up anytime with your comments or questions or jokes or threats at 866-997-GRIT. That's our number. Um, now, finally, in closing, uh, we're hearing a lot in the media about the breakthrough infections, and that's fine. It should be discussed, but we're hearing a lot about breakthrough infections. And and I hope, my fear is that, that that's going to make people who aren't vaccinated think, if there's this many breakthrough infections, why should I bother? If people who have it can still get sick, why should I bother? And some of you may already have had this conversation with your vaccine-resistant loved one. So here's the deal. More than 99.99% of people who've gotten both shots against COVID-19 have not had a breakthrough case resulting in hospitalization or death. 99 0.99%. Okay, this is according to the CDC. This is what health experts around the country have highlighted for months. The vaccines are very, very, very effective at preventing serious illness and death from COVID-19. Are they perfect? They are not. They are the country's best shot at slowing the pandemic down and avoiding further suffering. Uh, look, the CDC reported 6,587 COVID-19 breakthrough cases as of July 26th including 6,239 hospitalizations, 1,263 deaths. That's out of 163 million people in the U.S. who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Let me put it another way. In the month of May, here in the States, pre-Delta variant, 150 fully vaccinated people got COVID, got sick, and died. 150. 18,000 unvaccinated people got COVID, got sick, and died. Okay? When you divide the severe breakthrough cases by the total fully vaccinated population, less than 0.004% of fully vaccinated people had breakthrough cases that led to hospitalizations, and less than 0.001% of fully vaccinated people died from a breakthrough COVID-19 case. And by the way, most of the breakthrough cases, that's about 74%, occurred among adults 65 or older. Just put it out there. You deserve to be sane. The rest of the world can be crazy. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Chris Lavoie and Jennifer Hagerty. I want to thank everyone at uh, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Please subscribe to all the shows there. We are back on the rails and we'll be bringing regular podcasts back to you. So I thank you for being with us today. I'm John Fugelsang. Please follow me and go to johnfugelsang.com. I think our online store is soon to open for some post-COVID fun and hijinks. And I'm going to have to go because we're recording this at the exact time that Cuomo's resigning. And I'm getting so many alerts. Friends, my, my cell phone is vibrating so much. I'm going to go run it down the back of a state trooper while telling her, hey you, we'll see you next time.